Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered. Uh, today we are right back into the next week. This is week three of the NFL regular season. Um, unfortunately, today uh, we're not going to be able to have Cameron uh, like hosting aside, but um, you know we're still going to have the same routine. Go over predictions. You know my predictions for today and uh, my. Uh, power rankings. It's going to be a pretty short episode, um, but yeah, let's have some fun with these predictions. I know uh, there are going to be a lot of great games uh, for week three. Uh, we got big games like um, Seattle and Minnesota. That's a huge game because everybody everybody loves this matchup. Seattle and Minnesota, um, they have a pretty pretty good regular season rivalry they don't play often in the playoffs but um yeah like minnesota is a pretty exciting team despite being 0-2 seattle coming off of a loss against tennessee um it's a pretty big game for both of these teams um but yeah uh other games exciting games that we have like green bay and san francisco everybody wants to see this um this matchup, like, everybody wants to see who will prove themselves to be the stronger team, Green Bay or San Francisco, um, you know, both teams coming off of, you know, a pretty decent win, I mean, Green Bay, uh, Green uh, Bay, they came off of a very uh, capitalizing win off of uh, Detroit, and proved that, you know, they're still, they're still powerful, um, you know, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers are still a very threatening uh, duo Aaron Jones is a very uh, flexible uh, running back, very, uh, very uh, creative with his uh, route running and ability to receive. And um, he caught four touchdowns, which is very surprising uh, against the Lions. Not, I don't even think he had a single running touchdown. Uh, and then on San Francisco's side, we see that. You know, this team is struggling a lot with injuries, and it's really interesting to see on the wide receiver side. Uh, Debo Samuel is proving himself to be one of the best receivers in the game uh, as of right now. Um, With not many uh, receiving targets for San Francisco, I still think that they'll have a pretty good game. You know, they still have Kittle. Kittle is still one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, despite having a pretty quiet first couple weeks, I think uh, he'll be a pretty reliable uh, threat to Green Bay um, today. So, yeah, and uh, let's see what other games do we have. I think that the Washington-Buffalo game is also going to be pretty interesting. Um, I wouldn't count Washington out in this game. You know, a lot of people are really, really quick to predict that Buffalo is going to dominate this game or whatever but people have to understand that Washington has a very very reliable defense um one of the best defenses next to Buffalo you could argue that they have a defense as good as the Buffalo Bills um but yeah like this is a pretty good battle you know Washington's uh coming off of a great Thursday night victory over the Giants uh very um (laughs) intense match very good game one of the best games of the year so far in my opinion um but yeah yeah, Washington Buffalo uh we also have some great games like 
Miami and Las Vegas. Uh, Miami is a team that is struggling, and they do not have Tua Tagovailoa, uh, who is going to be able to play. It's going to be Jacoby Brissett. But I like Jacoby Brissett, and I think Jacoby Brissett is a pretty reliable backup option. I think he did really well with the Colts. He actually surprised me a lot uh, with the Colts. I think that he was one of the best backups that you know there were at his time when he was in Indianapolis and Las Vegas is you know as much as I hate Las Vegas they are proving themselves to be a very uh dominating team one of the surprising teams in this league um but yeah so a bunch of good matchups and there are a lot of a lot of average matchups like like Atlanta and New York I mean that could be a good game um, let's see. Oh my god, I forgot to talk about the game of the week. Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, uh, the Rams. This game is the biggest game of the week. I'm very excited to, uh, watch this game. Uh, I know you guys are excited as well, probably, whoever's listening to this. Um, Tampa Bay, man, they, they might have a hard time against the Rams' defense, but it could be vice versa. Um, Antonio Brown will not play against the Rams because uh, I think he's under COVID protocol. So Tom Brady's going to have to be passing to uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as two uh, main receivers for tomorrow or today now. Um, But, uh, you know, also a pretty reliable. uh, I'm not sure if he's slot, if he's in the slot, but Scotty Miller, he's also. He reminds me of a Cooper Cup. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, the Rams have a really threatening offense. Matthew Savard has had a very good first two starts with the Rams. Um, very uh, reliable Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the game at the moment. You know, statistically, he's ranked number one. Um, thank God I had him on my fantasy team. But yeah, I'm going to say that Los Angeles will win this game. Uh, 51 to 48 I you know I don't know if Cameron's gonna listen to this but you know he knows that I always have this exact score prediction for two huge um, teams like in a really good matchup Uh, but yeah I have 51 to 48 Los Angeles I think that I think they're gonna have really good home field advantage and prove to the NFL, to Tampa Bay, that they are just as scary as the Buccaneers, you know, if not, um, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're the scariest team right now, but this game, if they win that, then they're going to prove to us that they're very scary, because it's very interesting, because towards the end of the season last year, the Rams, you know, they dealt with a lot of injuries yet had a very surprising playoff push you know with John Wolford coming in for uh, Jared Goff and beating the Seahawks in the wild card round it was very interesting so a lot of hype uh, got built up towards uh, the end of their season uh, which is really helping them and they're really capitalizing off that hype and that motivation in this season so yeah, I have 51 to 48 Los Angeles um, for the Seahawks game. 
I have the Seahawks winning 30 to 28. I love the Seahawks matchups. They are always very fun to watch. And usually when they play Minnesota, it's always a good game. But I do have Seattle in this one. I think Russell Wilson will uh, come back and bounce back from that uh, heartbreaking overtime loss against the Titans the previous week. Um, As of the Green Bay and San Francisco game, I think it's going to be a very good game. But I do like the Packers in this one. I don't know why. I just, you know, I, in my opinion, I think the 49ers, since they're dealing with a lot of injuries, they're struggling a lot. They struggled against the Eagles. I mean, despite that they beat them, they struggled against the Eagles a lot. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't know how, I just don't like how San Francisco has been playing. I mean, you know, a win's a win and that's good, you know. Um, see, like I'm a Broncos fan. If the Broncos were playing like trash against a, a against a team, this uh, even though they won, you know I would be happy that they won. But performance is what matters as well uh, for your confidence on you know how your team or how a team would uh, you know how their chances of going to the playoffs would uh, play play out um, towards the end of the season. But I don't like San Francisco right now for some reason. I just don't feel good about their team. Um, but, you know, it's if their defense can keep doing what they're doing, I think they are They're going to be able to go to the playoffs. But as of right now, I have Green Bay in this one winning 34-27. to I think it will be a really good game. As of the Miami-Las Vegas game, I do have Las Vegas winning this game 24-16. to Um, people are expecting this game to be a minor, like, maybe a blowout, because Miami's offense has been struggling, you know, coming off of a very horrible loss to the Bills, not even scoring a single point, um, you know, Tua Tagovailoa is injured, and Jacoby Brissett, as I said, he stepped in. I do think that Jacoby will be able to manage a pretty, um, pretty competitive battle against the Raiders' defense, uh, but I do have the Raiders winning 24-16. The other game um, that I mentioned, let me see. I don't think I mentioned another another game, but okay, so let's see. Los Angeles and Kansas City. All right, this is a pretty good matchup. You know, AFC West battle, two teams I absolutely hate. Um, more, more so the Chiefs, but... Um, you know, these two teams are very talented, uh, nonetheless, and, um, you know, Herbert versus Mahomes is becoming a pretty classic rivalry, rivalry matchup. I do think that the Chiefs will win this game, but I think the Chargers will make it very interesting and close. I think the Chiefs will win 31-28. As of Thursday Night Football, I actually, I actually, um, already predicted this game, um, you know, now that it's uh, Sunday morning, uh, I did predict that Carolina would win this game, 33 to 17, and you know they won 24 to 9. They they didn't even allow a single touchdown from Houston, which is uh, very impressive. You know they have a very uh, very electric defense, um, and I think Carolina will be a very surprising team this year. And I think they can make the playoffs of their defense and you know Sam Darnold um 
really proving to us that it was not him who was the problem. It was the Jets that was the problem, and the Jets were wasting his career. So yeah, speaking of the Jets, um, Broncos play the Jets today as well. Um, you know, as easy as the schedule has been for Denver, um, you know, in all honesty, as a Broncos fan, I can totally say that watching this team for the last five years has been really painful, but the last two games has really brought so much hope into, um, you know, our, you know, vision for the rest of the year, how it can go, um, I think Denver will win this game 34 to 10. Um, I do not want to underestimate the Jets. You know, it's never right to underestimate an opponent, no matter how bad they are. But um, I really like how Denver has been playing. I'm really thankful for uh, how Teddy Bridgewater has been playing, really proving himself to be QB1 over Drew Locke. Um, A lot of interesting takes from a lot of Broncos fans saying that, you know, if Drew Locke were to be the QB1, he would have lost those first two games. But, uh, you know, we're not focused on that. We're focused on who who we have. Unfortunately, Bradley Chubb got injured. I have no idea why the Broncos even allowed him to play against Jacksonville. They should have just rested him, just like uh, the Steelers are resting TJ Watt uh, tomorrow or today against uh, Cincinnati. Um, And that's a smart move. Uh, But, you know, the Broncos, they really wanted him to play and he forced himself into another ankle injury, and that's really unfortunate. But thank God, you know, we have Von Miller. We have a very strong defensive line. Um, you know, we have Mike Purcell, Von Miller. We have, um, oh man, Josie Jewell is out as well. But we have Justin Stranad to be in his place. We have Malik Reed. We have a lot. We have a lot of talent on defensive line. And Shelby Harris, best hands in the league. Uh, I'm very very faithful and very uh, confident that we will have a very strong defense, even though we're missing a couple key players. Um, I'm not even worried about our secondary. I'm really, really uh, satisfied with it. You know, really happy that Patrick Sertan uh, came off with the first career interception in his first career game that he started, and that made me really happy. Um, I just pray that our, you know, every player in the NFL, not just the Broncos. I pray that everybody can be healthy. It's really scary to see, you know, your, who you draft, who, you know, like, in the Panthers game, J.C. Horn, first-round pick for the Panthers, cornerback, he got injured, and nobody even tackled him, nobody did anything to him. All he was doing was backpedaling on the field, and he broke three bones in his foot, and it could be season-ending. That's what they fear, and this is something really scary. Um... As I say, like I just pray that all, of, I just pray that God can keep all of our players and everybody in the NFL, uh, regardless of what team they're on, uh, whoever they are. You know, I pray that they can all be healthy. You know, so fans can also look forward to, you know, and have the confidence in their team, and of course, the team having confidence in themselves. Um, but yeah, so as of Denver, I'm very confident uh, with this team offensively and defensively uh, special teams is definitely something that we are very weak at I don't even know how Tom McMahon our special teams coordinator is still employed but um, I think we'll get the job done and I think he'll improve Um, I really like how our coach Vic Fangio has been handling the team lately 
Um, but yeah, I have Denver winning against the Jets 34 to 10. Alright, next game. Let's see. We got Arizona and Jacksonville. Alright. Arizona and Jacksonville. This is pretty pretty slight matchup. Uh, I mean, like as I said, I don't want to underestimate teams. Um, but Arizona does seem to be one of the scariest teams in this league right now. Um, Kyler Murray has just been on fire. Uh, their offense dropped over 30 points back-to-back games. I can't see them not doing that in this game. Uh, against a pretty weak Jaguars, you know, defense, I think they can get it done. And Arizona's defense is a uh, defense not to count out as well. So I think that Arizona will have a pretty easy win, 35-14. to 14. All right, Chicago and Cleveland. This is this is a this is like a slightly interesting matchup. I mean, Chicago they they're in a very interesting position. Andy Dalton is not playing. Justin Fields is. People are very excited to see Justin Fields uh, starting uh, today against Cleveland. Cleveland's coming off of a pretty pretty weird win against Houston because a lot of weird things happened like Baker Mayfield got injured but he came back in and uh, you know proved that you know he he's a tough quarterback uh, I honestly think this game might be close I hope it is um, but I have Cleveland winning this game 29 to 23 um, I forgot to mention my uh, scoreline for Washington and Buffalo I think it will be a good game uh I think both offenses will pop off, but primarily, I do have Buffalo winning this game, 36-28, but I don't doubt that Taylor Heineke will carry Washington to a very close game and prove to us that he is capable of being QB1. You know, they didn't need to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. They don't need to um, have any other quarterback in front of him. So, uh, but I do have Buffalo winning 36-28. Uh, um, you know, Buffalo is very dominant. They really proved that against my uh, against Miami, despite Josh Allen not been playing great for the last two weeks. And I have him on fantasy, of course. Um, I think that, you know, he'll slowly rise back up again as a potential offensive player of the year or MVP candidate. So, yeah. Indianapolis at Tennessee. This game is a divisional battle, AFC South. Um, Tennessee has been playing really good, um, you know, despite the first game against the Cardinals. That was very surprising. Indianapolis is also uh, pretty talented. You know, they come up close. They came up very close against the Rams. Indianapolis always has really good games, but they just can't win. That's the problem. Um, I think Tennessee will win this game 38-31. to uh, I, I really like this matchup. Um, it's just that Carson Wentz, I don't know. I feel like he gets injured every week, you know? Like, I've, I, I saw that he, like, twisted both of his ankles or something last week. And now he's playing tomorrow. You know, this dude's, you know, people say that he's made out of glass. But I guess this year he's made out of bulletproof glass, you know? You got to give it to him. You got to hand it to him after... You know, he wants to stay on his feet. He wants to be the starting quarterback. He's really tired of these injuries. And I like that confidence. Um, so I think that he'll make it close, but he won't win this game. But 
but uh, certainly best of luck to him. But I think that Tennessee will win this game, 30 to 31. Um, Tennessee's coming off of a very, very good game, a very uh, insane start for Derrick Henry, already the leading rusher after that one game, even though he uh, didn't play too well against the Cardinals in week one after that blowout loss. Um, but yeah, Tennessee's a very scary team. Uh, 30 to 31 Tennessee. Alright, next game. This game's pretty underwhelming to me. Um, New Orleans at New England. I just I just don't know why. You know, I see a lot of power rankings ranking New England to be a top 15 team. I just don't see it. You know, I think they have a very talented defense. Very young defense. But I just don't see them have having this top 15 team. You know, like, New Orleans, I could see that. But, like, New England has a lot of a lot of, um, like, they have a lot of problems, I feel like. I feel like their offense has still not gotten, like, gotten its chemistry together. Um, you know, I could be wrong. You know, I don't, I haven't really seen too many New England highlights or really looked at their team that much this year. But, uh, you know, Mac, Mac Jones, he's in the running to be the offensive rookie of the year which is really surprising everybody expected Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson um but yeah Mac Jones is proving himself to be probably the best quarterback in the draft um congratulations to New England for having their QB1 but I don't know I just I hate to say but I I just think that New England is pretty overrated this year right now you know they have a lot to prove um until like people want to rank them as a top 15 team but I have New Orleans winning this game I think it will be you know I say that a lot of these games will be close um but I think New Orleans will bounce back you know New Orleans had a very surprising loss to Carolina last week everybody expecting New Orleans to win Alvin Kamara literally was held to seven carries for eight rushing yards he was on my fantasy team of course he underperformed but I think he'll have a bounce back game uh New England's defense is pretty threatening um but I think they'll get it done New England 24-21 New Orleans um I did forget to mention I forgot to mention a lot of <laughs> the games that I mentioned earlier like uh this one Atlanta New York I have Atlanta winning this game 33-24 um, Atlanta played pretty well against Tampa Bay last week. Um, a lot more well than I expected, despite those two pick sixes uh, on Tampa Bay's defense. Um, but, you know, excluding that, I think they played pretty well. Like, Atlanta's still one of the bottom NFC teams. They just, they just can't figure out how to win, and part of this reason is because they rarely draft defensive players and they don't care about their defense like as i like me and cameron talked about last week their defense is struggling and but you know their offense i guess if they want to have an overpowered offense then you know they might as well do that but i think they can win this game you know it'll be more of an offensive battle between both the teams you know i think daniel jones proved a lot Thursday night football to be uh, New York's QB1. Um, 
you know, playing that well against against the Redskins, or sorry, Washington football team defense, um, it was actually very surprising. You know, seeing him being the leading rusher for New York, Saquon Barkley has been really struggling. And, you know, Saquon's in trouble. You know, this is, he's been having these very quiet games. He's, him and Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott on the Dallas Cowboys, him and Zeke, feel like, they have very similar uh, underperformances lately. Um, like, Daniel Jones is literally uh, the shadow of um, of Saquon Barkley, you know? So, and vice versa, you know, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, um, as Cameron mentioned last week, Tony Pollard has been really popping off, and he's pretty much RB1 on uh, Dallas, but uh, I think, anyways, back to Atlanta and New York. Sorry, I forgot what I was, was going to say, but I have Atlanta winning 33-24. to 24. Um, I do like the Giants' defense a lot better than Atlanta's, but Atlanta's offense is, to me, a lot more superior than New York. I do like New York's offensive weapons. I do, I do not know if Evan Ingram is going to play. But I do know Sterling Shepard is going to play. And Sterling Shepard has been one of the best, uh, you know, receivers um, in the last couple weeks. He's him and Kenny Galladay pretty much WR ones on on their team. But I still think Atlanta will win this game. So thirty three twenty four Atlanta. Next game, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. You know. A lot of people are expecting Pittsburgh to, to win this game. And they're expecting them to win this game pretty easily. But I really love the Bengals' chemistry right now. I love Joe Burrow's chemistry with Jamar Chase. I love I love the Bengals' receivers. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Um, who else? I don't know. But uh, running back situation for Cincinnati is pretty well. You know, Joe Mixon is top 10 running back in the league. Uh, they have a pretty strong offense. Offensive line hasn't been amazing for the Bengals, but um, I think Joe Burrow has been playing well despite the three straight interceptions last week against Chicago. I mean, he did play Chicago's defense and almost did come back in the last three minutes of the game. And they ended up losing 20-17, to 17, but that comeback was really impressive from Joe Burrow. Um... Pittsburgh is coming off of a loss to Las Vegas. You know, Pittsburgh does have a better defense um, and a much more better defense than Cincinnati. But I think that Cincinnati is going to upset Pittsburgh in Heinz Field and win 31-30. to um, I don't know. I just have a feeling, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, he seems to be slowing down. I think Deontay Johnson got injured in a very stupid decision by the Pittsburgh Steelers to have like a play, like a last second play, even though they were literally confirmed to lose. And he got injured when he was tackled onto the sideline. Um, I just don't, I see, see in this game, you could argue that Pittsburgh has a way better defense and their defense will keep them in this game. I mean, first of all, TJ Watts out, um, is a huge missing piece but 
the chemistry between these two teams. I feel like the Bengals' chemistry is a lot better these days, and that's what will keep them in the game, and they will win 31-30. Next game, we have um, Baltimore at Detroit. Now, this is a very... This is, this is an interesting game because, you know, Detroit hasn't been too bad. Baltimore is going to be playing with a lot of without a lot of key defensive players um you know this is actually the scariest i've seen the lines in a long time i don't know why you know even though they're own two uh you know like as i mentioned before last week uh having jared goff as your quarterback is pretty much a blessing you know i would love to have jared goff as my quarterback he's very young he's very talented he's been to a super bowl um he's played on a very dominant rams offense and he has that experience, and he can definitely switch uh, Detroit from being that losing team to being a very successful team, as very successful offense. I do think that their running back situation is kind of dialed down a bit. Um, they're struggling with that a bit. I think they have some injuries the last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, they are playing Baltimore, and I do have to go with Baltimore in this. Uh, Lamar Jackson will play. Jackson is very feisty, very fast, fastest quarterback in the NFL, and, you know, I definitely think Baltimore's offense can uh, stampede on the Lions' defense, and Baltimore does have a much superior defense as well. I do think Baltimore will win this game 37-20. to Alright, last game we have is Philadelphia at Dallas. This game is Monday Night Football. I'm kind of tired of seeing Dallas have all these primetime games. I mean, they've only, this will only be their second, I'm pretty sure. But I'd rather see the, the Rams and the uh, Buccaneers game be primetime. But um, Philadelphia and Dallas, they have like at least one primetime game a year. But uh, I do think it's, this is actually a kind of cool game of Philadelphia. Um, they, they're figuring out the chemistry. On their coach and stuff, you know Nick Sirianni, their head coach. Um, I think he's been, I think he's been handling this team pretty well. Um, I mean, they were close against San Francisco last week, but they just couldn't get anything moving on offense. Dallas is coming off of a really big win against the Chargers last week, and you know everybody expected the Chargers to. I, I don't know if everybody expected the Chargers to win, but Dak played very well. Um, you know, their offense struggled a bit, but their defense kind of came in clutch. You know, with the interceptions, uh, when um, when the Chargers' offense was in the red zone. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think defense might play more of a factor in this game. But, I mean... Dallas' offense is very talented. They have a very talented offense. I think that they will prove to us again that, you know, they played very well against Tampa Bay. I think they can play just as well in Philadelphia. I think that Dallas will win this game 36-30, but I do think Jalen Hurts is going to have a pretty good game as well. Um, so, yeah. All right, so that's it for our game predictions for... Um, Week three on to the power rankings. So this will be my post week two power rankings. 
Um, I'm going to go from 32 to 1, as always. <clears throat> at 32, we have the Jets. At 31, we have the Jags. At 30, we have Houston. At 29, we have Detroit. At 28, we have the Giants. At 27, we have Atlanta. At 26, we have Miami. At 25, we have New England. So, the Jets at 32 is pretty self-explanatory. You know, Zach Wilson and the Jets offense really struggle to put points on the board. Um, And their defense has been, like, atrocious, you know. Jacksonville, on the other hand, you know, I can see a little bit of chemistry going on down there, but they're really struggling. You know, Urban Meyer, this is not college football. This is the NFL. He he mentioned that, like, it's like we're playing at Alabama every week. I mean, yeah, it's the NFL. It's the pros. You know, it's the professional football league of... It's the biggest professional football league of the world, not just America. Um... But yeah, I, I think that the Jags do have a pretty bright future. They just need to figure out the chemistry, and Urban Meyer just has to have that experience as an NFL coach. So yeah, Houston's at 30, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Detroit at 29. Um, I could put them higher. I did have them at 26 last week, but I do think respectfully putting them at 29 is okay. 28 New York Giants um, they played pretty well last week against Washington I, I think if the Giants do keep it up if they do keep if if uh, what's his name, if their quarterback Daniel Jones, if he continues to you know be a very, very reliable uh, passer and runner, I think that this team does have a very bright future and they can definitely hang in there to win a lot of important games, but as of right now, 28, Atlanta 27, uh, you know, pretty bad loss to Tampa Bay, but, you know, offense is still promising, Miami at 26, they dropped nine spots from the previous spot, and that's because, you know, they scored zero points. And their offense looked like a high school football team. Their defense looked like a high school football team. They looked like the classic Miami Dolphins when Tom Brady was playing them in New England. So, yeah, the New England 25. Um, I saw in the NFL rankings that they had New England at like 15 or something. And I don't know. I just cannot see them as a top 15 team right now. Um, very overrated in my opinion. Philadelphia at 24. It's just a bunch of loose ends they need to tie, and I think that they'll be pretty competitive in the NFC East. 23rd Indianapolis. They could be higher. I definitely could put them higher, but they got to win games. You know, they play play very good um, against pretty good teams as well. Um, But a bad loss to the Seahawks pretty heartbreaking loss to the Rams um you know you're I don't know I just gotta put them as 23 I think that the Bengals you know I put the Bengals at 22 um 
Oh, wait, I went from 32 to 25. Uh, so my 24 to, I would say, my 15. 24 is Philadelphia. 23 is Indianapolis. 22 is Cincinnati. 21 is Chicago. 20 is Minnesota. I don't know if you guys are going to hate this, but 19, I had to put San Francisco. Yeah, I know. Everybody considers them as a top five, top seven team. I don't know. I just don't like how they're playing. And I got to put them as 19. Their offense and defense, um, I mean, their defense has been fine. Their offense, it's just a lot. There's there's so many teams in this league that feel super incomplete right now. And I just think that San Francisco is one of those teams dealing with injuries. I had to put them at 19. But it definitely can change if they prove uh, to be a very dominant offense as they usually are uh, these last couple years. I had to put Washington at 18. Uh, Last time I had them at 22. Uh, But they did move up four spots, which is uh, very impressive. Very great uh, Thursday night win, you know, even though they did get bailed out by that penalty, uh, they played very well. Taylor Heineke uh, played very good, very good for his second starting game ever, I think. So, uh, Chargers at 17, uh, Carolina is at 16, Pittsburgh is at 15. Yeah, I put Pittsburgh at 15. Yeah, I don't know how to explain that much. I kind of explained it through some of the games that I was talking about. Uh, so my 14, I'm just going to keep going, man. 14, I have New Orleans. 13, I have Dallas. 12, I have Denver. I'm not trying to be biased, but I just love... I just, you know, these top 15 teams to me, they look like teams that have so much potential and have so much promising you know aspects on their offense and their defense I definitely could have put Carolina up there but you know I just think that there's 15 teams that are better than Carolina um 11 I might have I don't know if this seems low but I put Green Bay at 11 you know uh, I moved them up five spots you know they played like the Green Bay Packers on I think it was Monday night. Baltimore. Okay, top 10 is Baltimore at 10. Played phenomenal against the Chiefs. Great first win for Lamar over the Chiefs. And Mahomes. Number 9, I have Las Vegas. You know, Las Vegas is one of those very surprising AFC teams. Number 8, I put Cleveland. And Cleveland is still, I'm pretty sure, a top 10 or top 8 team. Number seven is Tennessee. Number six is Arizona. Number five is Seattle. Number four is Buffalo. And here's the top three. I don't know if Cameron's going to listen to this, but I know he's going to hate me for it. Kansas City's at number three. Um, this reason being... Man, Kansas City has one of the most dominating offenses in the league but you know in all of these dominating offenses that we see we see that they barely have a run game Kansas City has a very struggling run game you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumbling that ball 
to lose the game, you know, that's just, that's the most heartbreaking thing that can happen. As much as I loved when that happened, I gotta say, you know, if I was, if I was a Chiefs fan, if I was a Broncos fan, if I saw, like, Melvin Borden or Javante Williams fumble the ball in that situation, I would, I would be crushed, you know, ball security, and all that's very important for running backs. It's just that Kansas City's running game has been very weak. But so have the top two teams, Tampa Bay and uh, and the Rams. I put the Rams at number two, Tampa Bay at number one. Um, You know, Tampa Bay offense has been spectacular. Tom Brady, I don't know how he does it. He just has a great relationship with his receivers already one to two years running back situation has been very weak though you know Leonard Fournette Ronald Jones um they gotta figure that out and that could haunt them in the future because you can't always pass you know unless you're playing the Rams defense tomorrow or today um you gotta figure out a running game um Tampa Bay's defense has been very good. Best in the league, I think. Um, If not the best, then one of the best. Rams' defense has been mesmerizing. Um, Even though, you know, Aaron Donald (laughs) went up against Quentin Nelson. And Nelson didn't let him get any sacks or anything like that. Um, The Rams, their offense seems very powered defenses you know their defense is always booming you know Jalen Ramsey they got Aaron Donald a bunch of key players and it's crazy that we're seeing this matchup today so yeah all right that's it for uh my week three season predictions and power rankings I'm sorry that I couldn't feature Cameron on today's episode um, you know uh, there's a lot of things you know that uh, we all have to do you know Cameron's pretty busy with school and so am I uh, unfortunately he just couldn't find the time to uh, have a podcast uh, with me but it's all good we'll, we'll all be good we'll be back next week um but yeah thank you guys for tuning in you know to this uh episode three of season two of unfiltered hosted by me uh, and cameron unfortunately like i said like i said can have cameron today but uh, we'll definitely be able to see uh next week and have that next week so thank you guys take care have fun be safe peace out Thank you.